Hi, Internet. Hello, Internet. How are Hi, you <laughs> on this beautiful Friday? I mean, we're probably not going to get much live stream viewers because it is sunny AF out there. It I mean, is sunny AF in the era of COVID. And we're we're simultaneously being told to go outside, but also stay inside yeah. uh, for safety. So be very, calm, be safe, stay inside, but maybe go yeah. outside, even though you're allowed to go outside. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, I love how they're always like Dr. Bonnie Henry's like, OK, please listen to the rules. And they're like, this is the stuff we think you should do. And then they're like, we're not mad. We're disappointed. Everybody's just touching each other and spreading the virus and the new Brazilian variant. Variants of concern. Yeah. Uh, hey. Before we get into all that shit, uh, we are joined today by Marty Zilstra, local pop punk legend and uh, man about town. Marty, hey. you, can call me a, you can call me a singer songwriter now. That'd be singer. Oh, yeah, your solo album just yeah, dropped, which what is was not that called again. Not pop, not pop punk. It's not pop punk anymore, but I, I love pop punk. You know, it's funny. You, do, you guys should do the. There's this guy who takes songs and yeah. turns them into Blink 182 songs. Oh, Have you nice. seen that yeah. guy? The covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the. I swear he's the best guy on the internet. Because I'm like right away. I'm like that should have been me. I wish I. I wish <laughs> it could have been you. I wish I had his life. Um, you still can do that. You, you missed a chance to go viral. He, he hasn't <laughs> monopolized making other songs sound like I, Blink 182. I like. I like what he does. I was like, should I yeah. do that with the Beatles? Like, should I just do? like Beyonce songs, but sounds like the Beatles. I don't know if it would work. Beyonce is not a good Which example, but Beatles though, like 63, 1963, like that which, kind of be like, which album would that be uh, with the Beatles? Yeah. <laughs> They're a band from the sixties. No. <laughs> no, which album did, which Ooh. album did they have out in 63? Cause I don't know the years of the albums. I can just kind of guess by which she album loves like the, the like, Four on the like the four piece black suits with the like black and white guitars and the but rainbow like the going Britpop, like this. not the yeah, like, like, like not like Sergeant Pepper's or yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, like before I mean, they could, dropped acid. It would be even better to do like Beyonce, but like Sergeant Pepper and Beyonce. Oh yeah, and then you could get like fucking. I can't remember. There's some. There's some guy who's on the cover of that album who's like a problematic figure, and I can't remember which guy it is. Well, he Charles, wanted that Charles Hitler. Manson. Lennon wanted that Hitler. No. I don't know if you knew that. Sorry, oh. what? <laughs> Le- Lennon wanted Hitler. <laughs> Fucking John Lennon. They were probably just like, no, oh. Lennon. <laughs> no, they did. They said we can't have Hitler. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Lennon, Lennon was probably like, why didn't we have? Hitler, <laughs> Dale with crazy. his award-winning John Lennon impersonation. <laughs> this isn't one of this isn't one of your topics either for tonight. But there's this artist called JoJo Siwa who um, recently came out, and she's my daughter listens to her. She's fantastic. She's like just a pop artist, and she's her her message is really like overcoming and fun, and she's really hip, and I I really like her because normally kids' music is like banal. It's bad. Right, but this is good. It's yeah. horrible, bad. <laughs> Wait, but isn't anyway, that banal? Have banal. I been pronouncing it wrong this whole banal. time? Ban- banal, is it banal? The pron- I'm, I'm bad. just going in. We're this all going to is- pronounce it differently. <laughs> this is one of those words I've never tomato, heard. Tomato, tomato, potato, tomato. Come on. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I'm getting to my point. 
there's a famous conservative uh, podcaster, blogger, social media guy who posted about these are our heroes and she, like these are our kids' heroes and posted the fact that was she was it Matt Walsh because that guy's a bag of shit and I hate him. No, it was an Ontario guy. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to say the guy's name because some people may actually like him, and it's fine if you do. I don't care, but mm. but the say it. Thing- Raise like controversy it. so that like more people come here you can go- to the source Google material. It. The, uh, the my point. I'm getting to my point very slowly, but basically, the heroes of the of our parents, like in the '60s, as mm-hmm. an example. Okay, the mamas and the papas. I don't know if anybody knows the story about the mamas and the papas, but that's not really somebody that you want to be your idol. Yeah, uh, or Fleetwood Mac. How they like also, just fucking Bill yeah. Wyman Mer- spouses. Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones married a 14-year-old. I don't like a 16-year-old girl came out and she's promoting inclusivity and loving people. And like, I don't know. That's that's great. That sounds fantastic. How about we give her woman of the year and take it away from Greta Thunberg for just making us feel guilty? Well, Dale. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything about that. We're we're what like five minutes in, and I've already fucking put a big speed bump there. I'm I'm kind of a fan of Greta. <laughs> Marty's Sorry. like, I have this happy girl that I want to bring up and make everybody feel good, and then I'm just like, fuck this other girl. I mean, anything like you look good. at like if if teenagers are activists about anything or promoting anything that like actively makes the world a better place, whether it's Greta or Joe, like, I don't think I'm going to knock it because I think back to how I was and the things I cared about when I was a teenager. And it wasn't that it wasn't anything like beyond making my life better uh, and doing the things that I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. good, good for them. I think, I mean, well, yeah. our, I mean, are some of our, our idols like Kurt Cobain as an example. He've, he, he was always promoting people who are different, whether you were LGBTQ plus or, or you were whatever, who cared, who cares? Like he was really into that. And so I think we had maybe a bit better idols is, is my point. The boomers screwed it up. And I think <laughs> yeah. the boomers sometimes forget that like their idols should have a reality check is my main point. Well, that was like 70 years ago as well. I think Kirk, it was 90 Kirk, years ago. Kirk, Kirk Cobain, Cobain wasn't. That's not. Kirk, yeah, but Cobain he's not, not the boomer guy no, no, that no, you no. were talking about. Like I'm talking about our parents who are complaining about mm-hmm. vaccines and masks. Yeah. Yeah. Like Elvis and Willie Nelson. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. I named some other ones. I was just naming some other. I don't know. Fuck, whatever. Let's get let's get into the topics. Roll let's the get song. in to the, the wait. Do we have any pop culture or, or music or oh, uh, uh, topics? Because we could do a banging segue right now. Okay, wait. Let me quickly look at the list. If you got everybody, one. pretend like that didn't just happen. Um, There's a good Soundgarden story rolling around the internet. You guys heard about that story? Soundgarden, oh, the 90s Soundgarden, group? the band. Yeah, a band from the 90s who had a hit song called Probably. "Black Hole Sun." Black yeah. Hole Sun. Sorry. Black Hole. Yeah. Chris Cornell sadly lost his life to mental health. He did. Um, and addiction. And I am a huge fan. But they're going to they're going to court in the next month over uh, the social media passwords for their Instagram account. What? <laughs> so there you oh, go. Because his, look that up. Because Cornell's family has it. Yeah, his his wife 
I mean, I was kind of unpacking it a little bit. It sounds like she wants control of some of the songs that were recorded with him that may or may not be Soundgarden songs in the future. Okay. She wants to do another introspective release for Cornell fans because he had a pretty prolific solo career. But the how it's kind of escalated is funny because, you know, I mean, Derek, I was in a punk band with your brother. You were. You know, and Hold on. Sweetheart. Uh, sweetheart, by the way, if you're listening, please check them out. Uh, they had one one banger of an album. Well, the other one was good. Uh, Jared, anyway. Jared wasn't on the other one, was he? Sadly, he wasn't on any of them. But <laughs> he's a fantastic musician, by the way. Uh, but what I would say is that like Soundgarden didn't have a, a band. Like they didn't have like like a they didn't have a holding company. They didn't have like a um, like a partnership, a written partnership. It was just a handshake agreement between, between four the members guys. of the band. Yeah. So when he died, he, he kind of left them with this unspoken handshake, which is crazy because it was Soundgarden. It wasn't like my punk band or, or you know, like a little tiny local group. It was a, a monster of a massive band, one of the greatest bands of all time potentially greatest American bands of all time. So that's kind of an interesting story, but they're going to court all over it. It's kind of messy and it's sad because Chris was a good guy and the band is are good people. And I read, read nothing but good things about all of them. The, yeah. And the, I don't um, think there was acrimony when, like when the band split up, there wasn't any, like that wasn't an acrimonious split. Was it? It was just like Chris going yeah. off to, to do. I mean, original, originally it sounded like he kind of wanted a bit of bit, bit more, control over the songwriting maybe but they didn't really say anything negative about each other but the one thing i'd say about like something like this where a death is involved i think these fractures in relationships kind of get wider and wider and wider and wider you know so the, i think they, they're everybody's kind of beating up on his wife a little bit and vice versa but it's sad because it tarnishes the legacy a little bit and because of social media everything explodes right you got reddit you got all the soundgarden redditors and you could replace the name Soundgarden with any band. I'm sure Linkin Park is maybe even going through some of this too, or Alice in Chains, or whoever it is, whatever band loses their singer. But it's really sad because, you know, no, it, it's unnecessary, I guess. Well, then people feel compelled to pick sides. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, you, you, you pit the fandom of a band uh, essentially against each other um, or against. Yeah. And like, I mean, we're, we're in. Exactly. We're in a world where everybody has an opinion and has a voice at the same time. Right. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just reading this article and she's saying, yeah, um, she basically set up all the social media and stuff while like during Soundgarden being around and active and after. And she's saying nobody cared before. And um, she said she's overseeing the accounts for close to a decade. The fact that Soundgarden is unaware of the usernames and passwords for their alleged own accounts confirms their utter lack of involvement in creating, growing, and maintaining their alleged accounts. So sad, right? Yeah, it is sad. They might maybe they're running out of money from royalties or whatever. Well, so. Probably. I mean, money does r run out as a as a musician. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't play live, which is live is ninety percent of yeah. your income as a musician. Yeah. The money mm -hmm. friggin' runs out. Unless you're Michael Jackson and your songs played 20 times a day on hundreds of stations worldwide, you know, Soundgarden still gets paid, don't get me wrong, but you know, it's it's harder to make those decisions when everybody's angry at each other. Like, do you remember the Dave Grohl Chris 
uh, Novoselic, uh, Courtney Love sort of stuff way yeah. back. It was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they went to court because they, they and it was sad because everybody's mad at each other in court. You don't want to go to court or this stuff. It just ruins yeah. it. But. And this is where that conspiracy Kurt kill our court killed Kurt thing came from, right? Did you ever hear about that? Well, where... I think if if Kurt had died like today, let's say, yeah, I think it would be that would be everywhere on the internet, right? But mm. because it was the nineties, like that there's only like crumbs of information and some of the yeah. crumbs point to each other and maybe she was involved, but I, everything I've read suggests she wasn't involved. So yeah, I think do? that was just people being like, I think it's like, it's a way to deal with the grief of losing your hero. Like, yeah. And you it's don't called misogyny. Come, yeah, yeah. You don't want to come to terms <laughs> with your hero killing yourself. Like it's almost easier if the person you've idolized was murdered nefariously instead of they hated themselves or, was unhappy enough to take their own life it kind of like turns it from it it takes away your sadness and gets allows you to be angry at someone instead yeah and that might have helped courtney love was like it's like the whole yoko ono thing everybody hates yoko ono and it's that that's seeded in a whole bunch of complex things like misogyny and racism or whatever it is and it's, it's sad but it is a normal reaction for people, I guess, the general public. So anyway, what are you going to do? On that note, I was going to say that uh, speaking of, of musical ownership, uh, I saw an explanation. So Taylor Swift uh, re-released her album, what, Fearless, I guess? Yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you familiar? So I saw an explainer thread on Twitter explaining why she did this, basically to like, get her she tried buying back her back catalog and uh what is it like scooter bronze production company or something um i don't even believe he owns it i think okay. he, sold yeah, he, it. Sold he sold it, it to Viacom. someone else okay yeah. um but anyway she she basically like she still owned and marty maybe you can break this down for me but there's two kinds of rights on music like one is there's actually three okay <laughs> So if you think of a CD as a three-layered piece of ownership, the physical device itself, so the actual physical CD that you okay. hold, if it was a blank CD and you owned that CD and you held it and you, I sold it to you, that would be like an example of part of the physical. So that's, they call that physical. And then there's the like publishing royalty. So songs and lyrics, music and lyrics. So whoever wrote the music and lyrics and is licensed to be printed on that CD, that's the other layer. And then the performance. So that's the performing royalties would be streaming royalties or performed on live, live, like live music or performed um, on film, TV and radio. So those are the three layers. And so, yeah, mechanicals, the physical product and then streaming or publishing royalties. And I, I mean, the, so she doesn't own the physical recordings, the performance, her, she doesn't own her performance. So she can't control it. She can't print vinyl. She can't make those decisions. And I mean, you're kind of splitting here. I, I don't, I don't want to upset Taylor Swift fans, but <laughs> a lot of them listen to. Yeah. This so what, I would, so what I would say, yeah, no, what I would say about Taylor Swift is I see her point, but I also don't because, and this is more, sort of a similar and more controversial topic. The Harry and Megan um, Oprah interview. My, here's my opinion. Yes the queen or whoever said some really horrible things about Megan and treated her horribly. But 
cry me a fucking river you are living <laughs> off of seven million dollars temporarily yeah. like i don't get like people the the proletariat the regular working class person gives nothing no sh- gives literally does not give a shit i'm like Taylor Swift, cry me a river. Like you, you, you're a multi-million, multi-millionaire. You're living the dream. You're making music. And you have like five other number one albums. Like what? Yeah. Like work it up, call a lawyer and work it out somehow. Like <laughs> seriously, like you could pay 10 million bucks to get that shit figured out. Like don't complain in, on Twitter. Like you can complain to your friends, but it just, it's a bit tone deaf when a rich person complains about not having control of making more money from mm-hmm. something like, Jeff Bezos doesn't come out and complain a lot. Thankfully, I mean, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> well, if he, but if he, he where's my rocket ship? Yeah, how come I can't get He's my? He's building his own rocket ship. Hyperloop, oh, okay, there you go. My hyperloop can't be white because of a <laughs> licensing issue. Oh, cry me a river. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, Meghan Markle. Oh, oh no, I'm poor now. I'm, my kid's gonna have to go to private school. I don't get security <laughs> guards. Well, I don't know. Like you were marrying into yeah. you were marrying into the royal family. Like it's like you're Taylor Swift. You're the number two artist in the world right now. Like who cares? Like go move on. Create something right, new. Can you pick your mic up. I will. I will say yes, that. Uh, no, just because you're getting a lot of scratch on your shirt. I didn't. Sorry, I was, is that better? Yeah, I was trying not to interrupt you. But I, like, hold it as close to your mouth as possible. Well, it's, 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 uh, not, it's, it's not closer to your mouth. It's just off your shirt. <laughs> Um, sorry sorry i just i just i just wanted to stop you before like between because it kind of before we got into something else i was gonna get i was gonna say that taylor swift had uh her solution to the problem was an all-time fuck you to the the rights holders though where she was basically just like okay i'm just gonna re-record and re-release this exact same album and then i will have the rights to that version of that yeah but yeah because she, she would own she would own those masters yes yeah so she would so, own the physical masters well that, that makes me it, wonder like every every right it's battle that they that musicians have had throughout the history of time why didn't they just do that uh because a well, lot of them what, would get sued because they're um they're basically copying copyrighted material and passing it off. It's like how John Fogarty got sued because he sounded too much like Credence Clearwater <laughs> because he didn't own any of the rights to Credence Clearwater. Cause it's, it's like, this, it's like one of those old school rights battles where his brother took all the rights and like finagled the paperwork and then sued him when he had his solo career because he sounded too much like the music that he had the rights for. And it's like, so the reason that like we haven't seen someone like Taylor Swift just re-record all their music is because they're still recording copyrighted music. Dale uh, coming in to win the millennial listeners with a Creedence Clearwater <laughs> revival reference. Thanks, Dale. Well, I, I don't think you're entirely correct on that, but I'll, I'll just assume <laughs> oh, you know more about it. <laughs> I don't think it was Tom Fogarty suing his brother. I think it was fantasy records um, in that uh, scenario. But Okay. But, and by the way, that's what's really sad. It's talking about the music industry. One of the saddest rock and roll stories is Tom, Tom and John Fogarty. Yeah. Um, they had a falling out and then his brother died and they didn't rectify it. Sad. Yeah, okay. Well, moral of that story. Don't ever fight with your brother. Do you guys want to hear and a good <laughs> I was going to make an uh, import taste joke, but no, make the import taste joke. 
Well, and the, the other moral of the story is don't don't give blood when the when the needles are tainted with HIV. So there you go. That's how yeah. Tom Ford. Yeah, that's both. a good life lesson. Uh, hopefully, they've rectified the HIV new- needles thing. Well, they ha- they have. The but that's, <laughs> that that's a horrible story, but it is yeah. true that actually did happen. So look, mm-hmm. Google it. You have anything on your actual list? Yeah. Speaking of death, do you want to get into the? I got. I got a segue because he said Meghan Markle complaining and people hating. Yeah, this is my segue. Okay. All right. I didn't want to interrupt him. I'll allow it. Okay. So talking about the royals and how people are upset with what's going on and not really um, sympathizing with them. One hundred and nine. 1,741 complaints were received by the BBC for their coverage of Prince Philip's death from their Wait, listeners. Why? Like, because it's so funny because it was, it happened on a Friday. Like, was that last Friday or the Friday before? Uh, I forgot because he was so old. I was like, I thought he was, kind he of was already dead. Yeah. 99 he was years old. old. And also it's kind of not even sad. Like, even as far as the royal family goes, he's kind of irrelevant, right? Like, yeah, he, he was like, I don't know. It's it's like something you'd have to get. I've heard it explained to me about how it fits in and how he didn't get to be king because he wasn't inbred enough or something. I'm not sure the ins and outs of it, but he was 99 years old and the BBC did postpone East Enders and the MasterChef finale for the season. Oh, and man. People oh. got pissed. I, I love MasterChef. Yeah. <laughs> I love I'm it watching MasterChef sure. right now. I've never watched <laughs> While it, we're but podcasting. I already like it better than Prince Philip. Well, no, I, I, I ran out of I ran out of TV shows and I kind of wanted something with a little bit of a positive spin. And I love cooking shows because I, I like that's one of my hobbies at home. I like to bake and cook. Mm. And so I've been watching a lot of baking shows and I kind of went down this rabbit hole. But yeah, I'd be choked, too, man. Who cares about him? He's ninety nine. We yeah, started they, watching. Why do we uh, have a royalty anymore? Come on. Like, well, that's I think I feel like that's a really good uh, kind of like a, a bellwether for like how irrelevant the royal family is, is that British people are complaining that they were covering Prince Philip's death where like like British people live and die by the fucking royal family. Uh, uh, and they always have, as far as I know. And now it's uh, it's basically they're the ones complaining. Say they they would rather watch uh, Master Chef, which I'm not. Do they have a UK version or are we yeah? No, it's like, a, it's the UK version. For okay, sure. Master Chef UK. Oh yeah, it is. Um, by the way, uh, Master Chef Kids. We've started watching recently with uh, with Noah, just just like try and get him into cooking. Um, and he's big into that. So you should, you should definitely watch that with, uh, we, wa- we do, we watch all this. We watch the okay. great British baking show, the great Canadian baking show. These are fantastic TV shows for kids and for adults alike. And for adults. And, <laughs> and if you and ever want to feel bad about your lack of cooking skill, like even like I can cook ish, but I see the stuff they make on those shows and I'm like, well, what, the, what the fuck? I'm never well, going to st- do that. <laughs> it starts with, it literally starts with the recipe. So you'd like, you, you don't become an expert overnight. You practice and learn and grow and, fantastic i love it and baking is fun man it feels like making a loaf of bread all these people making loaves of bread during covid19 i'm one of them i like did it it's it feels <laughs> good it it's too. like 
It's I awesome. Did, I did it for the first like couple months, and then I just ended up with a fridge full of discarded sourdough starter, and I was like, "Well, fuck that! Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep baking bread every week for the rest of my life." So, I uh, I stopped doing it. Yeah, I don't do it every day, but I, I mean, I did it. Like, I made cinnamon buns for the first time over Christmas, and I was making loaves of bread and focaccia bread and stuff. And we're gonna nice. hopefully make pasta finally. But our kitchen was being rented, so I couldn't. We couldn't bake anything. It sucked. But I. I don't know. It's something fun, but like, it's something I get it. I get why everybody's doing it. I'm doing it. So I get it. We like, you can't go out for dinner. What are you going to do? Look up a recipe. That's weird and try it out. You know, it's fun. It's fun. But yeah, screw the Royals. Like who cares about those people? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I respect the royalty and I respect the history. And I also think it's time to back away a little bit. Like the thing with, the thing with like this is kind of a more of a monarchy high level conversation but a, a coworker of mine were talking and in the united states they don't have that like high level of morale the, the moral compass that the queen gives you like the queen is theoretically the head of the anglican church right so in england they have this moral compass all the time so you have boris or bojo and then but you have the queen who's going to make sure that bojo doesn't cock it up as they would say and in Canada, sort of. Yeah, too. I would I mean, hope we, that Boris Johnson is not anyone's moral compass because I, no, I don't know. No, he's not a moral. He's not a moral compass at all. Do but, we still have our Lieutenant General, or was that yes. what? It, I thought we like didn't have that person for a bit because like Canada is still technically under the Queen, and yeah, then we there's GD, like yeah. a go between between Trudeau and the Queen, and then we, yeah, the go- governor Governor General. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think our Gigi actually phones her up. Hey, uh, hey, Queen. Yeah. Since but if- the uh, Canadian <laughs> Gigi calling, I'm just yeah. uh, have a quick question. Justin wants to know if we could pass this bill. I don't think that happens. <laughs> I think there's like it's like someone from one of the Queen's representatives calls the Gigi and is like, we don't like this. Change it. But they've pretty Do much they actually? really. Yeah, they haven't okay. done anything with it. It's It's kind of like a formality that's just from the way back times that's kind of still on the books that they don't use, but it's supposedly everything that Trudeau does is supposed to meet the queen because he's supposed to like somehow be like the people's representative to the queen, just like Boris is, but it's kind of like we've gone away from it, but we're still not fully independent. So if the queen were to want to like impose her will on Canada it would be like the GG supposed to be like a go between. Yeah. And none of those rules actually are used. If we got some crazy, yeah. like crazy um, populist leader, like other countries have had in the last five like if, years, if we had a Trump, th- maybe they would say, I didn't it. say that, but yeah, you can use that word. <laughs> if we had somebody like that, I feel like those are the rules that they would flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would like, flex it's... those old rules that, that are like, nobody's used in deck in hundreds of years, but they would use yeah. them because they would say, well, we can, you know, and mm-hmm. every, all Canadians would be like, Oh, Oh shit. It's like a last ditch emergency. Like if, okay. How about instead of Trump, if we got a Bolsonaro, he's the guy. I mean, from Brazil. Would, it, would it happen in Canada? I don't know. I, I can see it happening in the U S again. Uh, I can see it happening here. With what's going on in Ontario and Alberta, I can see Well, even like, yeah, like Rob, Rob, wait, no, the other one, Doug Ford uh, (laughs) got uh, basically like he's, he's, he's a populist candidate. And we do see like um, this like wave of of populism that has helped get 
some leaders elected. I don't know if it'll happen on the national level, but um, the only the only way it would happen in Canada is if it was a Quebecois like na- yeah. like Maxime Bernier, somebody like him. Yeah, did but you he see would have- what Ford did today? Yes, I did. Which will hurt his. Uh, oh, I think. Oh, he's back. Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want seg? Do you want segue? Are you segueing? Are you segueing, Dave? I I feel like I cut Marty off and then he went away. So I don't want to. Are you? Can Can I segue, Marty? Segue. Okay. So in Ontario, speaking of governments, but uh, is Rob? Is it? It's Rob or is it Doug? Rob's Rob's dead. Rob was, Doug Ford, Rob was the man of the people. <laughs> would you consider him like the populist leader slash overly he's conservative? Just a conser- he's just a conservative yeah. leader. So yeah. anyways, he did the most conservative thing ever. And he basically put Ontario in a harsher lockdown than they've ever been through this entire pandemic. And they're putting up check stops at the borders between Manitoba and uh, Quebec. And he's... It's weird because the article says they're giving police more power and it seems like super vague. And every, once you see the police getting more power, you're like, Ooh, we're in a police but state now. That's in phase one. We that's kind of what happened in BC, wasn't it? It was like it was like that. I mean, Ontario, yeah. I don't know if Ontario had a phase one like we did because we had a hardcore shutdown, as you guys remember. They did. I'm sure. But they did like now the things that like it's basically the same phase one we had, but the extra things are there's the check stops between the provinces. And now cops can base like the extra power, they said, is they can stop any car or person and be like, what's your name? Where are you going? Why are you out of your house? Like they've given cops basically free reign to just stop whoever they want. So so. Doug- in Ontario, just so you know, they have that they have a stop and frisk in places like Hamilton. Just so, you know. really? so it's it's not new there, actually. Wow. Um, Doug went out and, and made these claims in his press conference. And there's actually there's a thread on Twitter right now where they're collecting police departments in Ontario, municipal de- police departments saying they are not going to be enforcing that nice. um, and that they're not going to be. Uh, basically, like, yeah, asking asking people for for proof of what they live. So it, it, they're already like coming out and kind of kneecapping the message and saying we're not going to enforce this. But um, in but in their defense, and sorry to interrupt, but I mean, like, it's not like it's been any different in BC. I mean, shutting down parties and people's penthouses is no not really any different to me. It, like yeah. the police have police were given power in BC too, but I think it was more subtle, and mm. I think. Like everything is optics, in my opinion. Like you, you shouldn't be, ha- you should be holding a rave in your penthouse with a bartender and strippers right now. <laughs> well, right? Yeah, like, like that's, you, uh, that it, one. normally, <laughs> people, normally people maybe did that and said they just went to the Roxy or something, but now they're like, well, let's have it at our house. Um, so, but then they get fined, like each person got fined 250 bucks. So there's 100 people there, figure it out. But I don't like, I didn't see figure a real problem with, I didn't see a problem with what Ontario did today. I think it's, People are just tired, like COVID-19 exhaustion. Everybody's yeah. tired. I'm well, tired. A, of it. So now we have, um, in Canada specifically, we have uh, cases ramping up. People just basically reaching the end of their shit. And we're seeing like vaccinations in the U.S. and, and how the rollout's going there. And we're, you can feel this like building anticipation that like we're almost past this thing. So people are are getting more frustrated at it not ending. And at the same time, that's kind of coming 
to a head with the strictest. Um, sorry, my dishwasher singing at me and it totally threw me off my shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> coming to a head with uh, with some of the strictest regulations that we've seen yet and, and lockdown measures. And like, I don't know how this is going to play out. Like, I would not be surprised if we see some of the same um limitations put into place in bc over the next because like we see the same thing here like cases are ramping well, up we have well, various, dude, I, like i totally agree with you and i do think that the vaccines give us a like a layer and when i say we i mean the world not just canada or the u.s or whoever i think that the vaccines have given us this layer of oh this is over but i mean mm-hmm. i looked at the case case numbers from india yesterday and there's oh, two hundred fifty thousand, yeah. the highest number ever and so i I would caution anyone from feeling like this is over until it's over. If that makes that's like, that's vague and yeah, sort of a little no, bit you, peace you and make love. A very good point. It's like, not over till it's yeah. over. Even if a hundred percent of the entire population of the world was vaccinated, mm-hmm. there may still be variants and there may, this may just continue for a number of years until everybody's had it a few times. Yeah. You don't really get sick gonna... and you don't really die. It just, yeah. you, it kind of slowly peters out. Right. They're saying yeah. we're going to need a booster shot every year now. Like well, annually. yeah, the, the Pfizer CEO came on the record and he said, you're going to need a third shot of their vaccine in about six months if you want to uh, keep yeah. up your your um, your immunity. Um, and you could tell a lot the of- stock bump up that everybody, anybody looked at. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, every six months, we just need a little. little it, look, it looks like you need another booster world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who could have saw that coming? And our stock prices are soaring. <laughs> yeah. um, but you can see that like world leaders are kind of trying to like hedge their bets and be like, OK, yes, we know people are getting vaccinated and everyone's ready to get back to normal. But like, don't don't make those travel plans, like maybe hold off a little bit, because like you said, Bart, like even once everyone's vaccinated, everything can happen. Like this thing can take a hard left turn into variant and it's totally resistant to everyone's vaccinations that we've gotten so far. Um, yeah. Early on, there was some concern. Being... Did you, I don't know if you read about this. There's some concern that it mutates like HIV mutate mutates. It shares some yeah, characteristics. They're saying in India right now it's mutated. Like they're not even calling it a variant anymore. They're saying it's a mutation. So yeah, double, double, that. a double mutation is the yeah, term. Just so you know, that's, mutation. that's the uh, storyline of the week, which I'll, by the way, I'm, I'm like probably in the middle of, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like I roll and also <laughs> yeah. let's be safe guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like, what? It's, yeah, it's really hard. every day. It's really hard. And mm-hmm. like the mental, the mental health aspect of this for, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good. Cause I have two kids at home and my wife's yeah. at home. We co-own with her parents. And so we have, we have like a group of people here. So we feel like, I feel like there's some level of norm, normalcy. If, although it feels like just a t- every day is a Tuesday. I'll be right like, back. Oh, cool. Another Tuesday. <laughs> just like eternal. Where, eternal where, where did he just go? Hi, Dale. Um, All right. See you, Dale. Oh, he's, uh, he's just, oh, he's turning a light on. No, it's just, do you know what I mean? It's like every day is the same yeah. Tuesday. Like groundhog and not like, yeah, a particularly meaningful day. Although like at least the, the sun has been shining in, in Vancouver lately, which I think should, should buoy people's spirits a little bit. Totally. Uh, I, bar- I barbecued some burgers tonight. It was nice. fun. It was All fun. Right. All right. I'm talking to you guys. Nor- yeah. What could be it's better? Stuff. 
The it's, Leafs could be playing. You know what? The Leafs could be the playing Leafs tomorrow could not, night. I don't know. The Thanks, Leafs could be playing you. tomorrow night. They could, don't, but don't uh, bring up hockey in Canuck Town. Forfeit, forfeit, forfeit. Hey, do we want to talk about the Oilers uh, could be playing tonight? Do yeah, we want to talk Miller. about Let's JT talk about Miller JT kicking, Miller and- kicking uh, both the the league, the players' union, and his own team in the dick simultaneously? Yeah. Uh, for those who skates on, I have a complex sort of feeling about that because as you guys i mean you guys all know that i'm a huge huge hockey fan i'm a leafs fan but also a hockey fan i'm also a canucks fan but i do feel that (laughs) i feel like you just have to like dallas rolled with it you have other teams have rolled with it colorado's got to roll with it like you got to get to the end of the games so Mm -hmm. like yes you're not ready maybe you'll get injured and maybe you'll lose but who cares just play (laughs) like it's kind of like at the, in the middle of the tour, when you're playing a city where there's nobody there, it's like, who cares? Just get up there and play the songs. You have Just no do choice. It anyway. Yeah. How like, Vancouver is it to be like, oh, we don't feel like we're ready and it's not fair to make us play. And it's like, you're in second last place in the division. It's not going to matter. You're not going to make the playoffs. Just fucking play your taxi squad. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they should. I think they should have just played because they're what they're doing is delaying the inevitable and actually causing mm-hmm. possible injury down the line when they have to play 19 games in games 30 days. In. Well, yeah, that's it's, what, that's what they it's were. Not, uh... It wasn't a smart move. I, I get where JT Miller's coming from, but he's been kind of in the doghouse of the fan base this whole season. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe fans like him a bit more now, although Benning's been talking about trading him. So I don't know. Maybe he's just angry to begin with. I get it, dude. It sounds like Bo Horvat's wife and child who is maybe immunocompromised tested positive which that's scary that's scary but the other thing mm-hmm. i'll say to go back to covid19 and the media always talking about it's dangerous well is it dangerous is that the right term you want to use like dangerous is that a is that an appropriate term for covid19 based on science and statistics and evidence i don't think so and i don't think a 23 year old athlete in peak condition should have anything to worry about. Yes, their grandparents should, but as long as they isolate and are careful. That's one of the things, though, because this was the Brazilian variant. And there's one of the big things was they're talking about Hughes getting like effed up from it. And like he's on IVs and he's feeling it really badly. So they're saying like one of the reasons that like I'm just saying I feel kind of bad for them because one of the reasons they're saying that this is affecting them more than say Dallas who had this right at the beginning of the season is that it is the Brazilian variant which seems to be affecting younger people more than the classic Chinese OG strain and I mean I am gonna say that like um you know, Fine. I watched I watched a full NFL season where uh, <laughs> where they were not in a bubble. They did not take a lot of safety measures. A lot of players in the NFL uh, contracted COVID, and um, a lot of them did not look the same when they came back. Uh, even mm-hmm. like you know, we're we're talking that these are like elite athletes at the top of their game. Um, and for it to hit them and I got to assume they generally had mild cases because they were younger people, but like the, the body of evidence saying that like this virus has effects on the body that like fine, by the way, fine. But wouldn't you agree that 
you know, a 22 year old sitting for, in mm-hmm. front of an Xbox for two weeks is probably not going to be <laughs> as good as a yeah. dream a football player. Yeah. As he was two weeks before when he was that's when he was training. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Those guys, guys have been off the ice for two weeks. So they're not. Tra- their- they're not that's yeah, that exactly. was JT's point. JT's point was he, they're not training. I yeah. think that's his biggest point. Yeah. COVID-19. Yes. I didn't know about Hughes and God bless him. I hope he, he gets better. And I think Bo's kid who has an immune because he's young. He's like one or two has um, some kind of Horvat said they were fine. It's actually, it's funny that you brought up Horvat because Horvat's like, we're ready to go. And okay. he was like, he, he went, he did say we're ready to go. Let's go. He's like, we are ready to go, but I feel bad for everybody. And I was really scared because I gave it to my wife and my kid and stuff. Yeah. And I think he's, he's doing that captain thing where he's yes. trying to dance that fine line between He's middle, he's middle management. He wants to, he wants to serve, you know, his bosses, but he also wants to like, uh, well, I think maybe that, yes, I think so. I think you're being too nice. I think he's probably the guy who wants to get going. He knows that they're not going to make the play. I mean, I want get, don't get me wrong. They're not going to Marty. We're not, we're not delusional here. They're not going to make the playoffs. I, I would like them to. No, they're but not, I'm, a fa- I'm a fan. I'm a fan of a number of their players, and I, I'm not a fan of their GM. I think they should fire him in the offseason, but that's oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. But but Why I couldn't he get the COVID. Yeah. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> but if he did, it wouldn't matter because he would like who cares? He'd be I don't know. Would he even notice? I don't know. He would get yeah, those Trump would. drugs. <laughs> he can't, check, he he can't check his voicemail. It. How could yeah? Would he even get how do I check for COVID? <laughs> You want to give me three point five million? Okay. Yeah. I'll take it, Jim Benning. My name's Nate Pearson. I'm a fourth liner. <laughs> <laughs> I have five goals this year. Like, oh my god, yeah. that's one million per goal, buddy. Go, go, Canucks, go. Fuck. I don't know. I <laughs> I feel bad for Canucks fans for that reason, the Jim Benning reason. Oh, there's but, it's that times what. 12 of those deals over the last five years well and that's the thing i think a large portion of the connects fan base just like this, by the way everyone listening this is a sports podcast now thanks for tuning yeah, in but sports uh factory. rage like, about sports about sports specifically uh i'd be a better gm <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't know how the guy does Grants it is coming up later a large portion of the fucking connects fan base is like given this guy a pass for for the past hour and it's because like i think he fiddles like just enough to give people the illusion that the yeah. team well, is remaining competitive but it's elias uh, Pedersen and quinn hughes yeah are the only reason he still has his job what what makes me what what i think happened and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong because i just read leaf sports and there are by the way canucks fans on leaf sports that Why? we <laughs> Why? i think i think for the same reasons that you know um like a lot of Toronto fans really respect the Vancouver model, which is get elite talent and it's fun to watch and you get these youthful players. And I, I, I think a lot of Leafs fans really love Travis green and, and think fondly, think fondly about Pat Quinn and Alexander McGillney and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. But I, I think the thing with the thing that happened with the Canucks was they, they had Tre- Trevor Linden as a president and he wanted, wanted to do a real re- rebuild. And the Aquilinis, the owner, said no. And they fired him. And Jim Benning is just, they knew they could control him. So he's there. Yeah, he's just so. like putting fucking cemented potholes pretty much. I think Trevor was the one who wanted to pull the strings and make it happen for real. And 
I think the fan base in Vancouver is a little fickle, though. Like, if they lose, a they lose. A little fans. fickle. Well, <laughs> like it's. And by the way, I'm speaking with saying that with love. I mean, Leafs fans are the most friggin' annoying on earth. But yeah, like, that's why everybody. They hates never the wanted Leafs. to rebuild. They did not want to rebuild for 34, 40 years. They did not want to do yeah. a full rebuild. And when they finally did, guess what? It actually started to work. So now we're here. We're we're where we are, right? And so. Yeah, that's because everybody wants to be a Leaf so bad that right now, but like, oh, that's the dream. I'll go play in Toronto. Ten years ago, no, it was the opposite. Nobody wanted to play in that dumpster fire, right? Play with Austin Matthews and uh, John Tavares. (laughs) His his mustache. (laughs) Well, now, but now, yeah, of course, it's awesome. Mitchell, pass it to you, and then you'll score eighty goals. It's amazing. Like having play, like the Sedin era was like that. Mm-hmm. They would pass it to Burroughs and he would score what 35 goals? Yep. Just bounce it in. Anson, Car- Anson Carter got fucking 30, like yeah. over 30 goals. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't it wasn't Burroughs' talent. It was just the Sedins were the that Sedins. good. Right? Yeah. So like when you when you play when you are a, a player who is not good but gets along with guys and fits in the room and it's like I can make way more money if I can get on that team and get on the first line, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Louis Erickson, he played with Bergeron. Why do you think he makes so much money? Because he played yeah. on a line with with Bergeron, scored thirty goals. It's like it's obvious to me. So, so the Canucks need to get Bergeron. Yeah, that Erickson next will be good. next answer to <laughs> is throw eight million a season at Bergeron. Yeah, get him over. Well, here. no, they they need to get this kid out, and I don't know his name. You can Google it. It's the guy who's going to go first um, next. I think it's next year or twenty twenty three. You can Google it. You're on. Oh, your the fifteen year old in the WHL right now. Yeah, whoever yeah. wins the lottery that year basically gets the next McDavid. He's he looks like he's going to be the next McDavid. So. Yeah. He's on. He was like last time I checked, he had like 18 goals in 14 games, and he's 15 playing with like 18 and 19 year olds. He's yeah, he's nuts. the real deal. He's real the deal. youngest WHL player almost. Oh yeah, he's he's from here. That's he's from North Shore Winter Club, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to say ever, but there's probably somewhere back in the 70s or something. Sports Talk sure. Radio. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what's the best thing about Sports Talk? When you don't know all the stuff and you're like, yeah, this kid. Yeah, love there's a guy uh, who is from North Man, I think. From but the I'm not sports. sure. I think he broke a record. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> hey, yeah, speaking so of uh, ah. sports, sports things. Sports. You just you wrote about this in the fucking uh, the lead in for the episode. So figured we should touch on it. Oh, uh, the Canada has unveiled their what are these? The closing ceremony outfits? Yeah, the, the 20, closing their closing ceremony. Olympics. I like it. Are we That's still doing uh, Tokyo Olympics? Is that still they, yes. what they're talking about? Nah, I, I would honestly be surprised at this point if it happened. I mean, in my chemical romance canceled their 2021 tour and if my chemical romance knows that damn why are you making a face if my I chemical know romance still a band knows that it's unsafe this is going to be their reunion tour uh oh. then then Wait, i got to say anti-vaxxers or something yeah it's <laughs> just like fuck black man. parade it's a black parade you're like literally gonna die we don't care <laughs> vaccines don't exist um don't so understand. they just canceled their tour plans uh, or delayed them until 2022. So I can't see the fucking Olympics going off. Japan's getting hit by like a fourth wave right now. These things are supposed yeah, to had, happen. In, they had three what, or 4,000 like cases two yesterday. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think it, I, uh, not to break everyone's hearts, but I would honestly be surprised. Just the logistics necessary because you got to pull the plug on this thing relatively far out, right? Like you can't like just like wait, ago. you can't wait until the, the day of and then be like, yeah, sorry guys, we can't no Olympics this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No Olympics, guys. <laughs> Domo um, Irigato or whatever. Domo that means no Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Roboto, no Olympic. Um, no, I, so, I feel bad for, I feel bad for the Japanese. I was listening to a bit about what they were going through, like trying they're having problems getting the testing measures in place and stuff. It's like, just give up. Yeah, because that's a whole other level, right? Like you, and you need to get all the athletes there, and you either need to get everyone vaccinated, and like not just the athletes, but like the entourages that travel with them, and coaches, trainers, and fucking all the people necessary to pull this off. And then you gotta either get everyone to quarantine or get everyone vaccinated, and make sure they all like fucking stay put uh, and don't go outside of the Olympic. Like. I- I just, I, I don't, I don't think it happens. Yeah. And then you got to deal with the athletes coming from other countries, like say Brazil, who has, t- hasn't taken enough, like, um, steps to stop the spread of the disease and stuff. So it'd be like, would you want like Canadian athletes mixing with Brazilian athletes and getting like, I guess the Brazilian strains already here, but you know what I mean? Like, well, it's in the, I don't even think it's the athletes. I think there's at least two or three people with each athlete. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Team Canada that the staggering amount of people that were with Team Canada for Sochi. It was a large amount of people. It wasn't like we have a hundred athletes, but it was more like, holy shit, there's fifteen hundred people. Yeah, what are all those people doing? <laughs> we only had eighty-five people <laughs> competing, but there was a fifteen hundred of them going. It was Everyone, crazy. yeah, yeah. So um, there's a lot of people involved. Yeah. So I don't I think doubt- it'll, I don't think it'll get canceled though. I really don't. I honestly okay. do not. All right. We'll uh we'll have think, a, a gentleman's wager on it. No, no, no. We'll have a five dollars getting canceled. We'll do it. We'll do it. What's old a farmer's Dutch bet? A Dutch farmer's bet where a there's Dutch no money involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just you just insult each other. Slandered Dale's people. Yeah, I want each other bet. with wooden yeah. shoes. Yeah. Um, Your stroop is terrible. <laughs> Get out of here. So Canada revealed. You're not wearing. Its, you're not uh, marrying my daughter anymore, young man. <laughs> Like Your that. wooden shoes will crack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Canada revealed their outfits for this uh, for this closing ceremony. I love uh, it. I don't and, care. and it's That's yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna say it's it's quintessentially Canadian. Uh, you know please, what my favorite part about it is? It's denim on denim. It's, so it's a denim jacket. It's like a uh, like stonewashed denim jacket. Uh, like it looks like my actual 80s. denim jacket that I wear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, have, like, I could fake... paint stuff on it and it would be yeah. just like that. Yeah, and fake it's got like graffiti, graffiti on it. It's um, cool, very, man. very, uh, you know, it is very fashion forward for Canada. I will, I will say that much. Fashion uh, forward for 1987. And then, <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's where we are in terms of our fashion evolution. We're yeah. about 40 years <laughs> behind the runway. Uh, um, but uh, they totally fucking missed. So in the promo photo they sent around, it's uh, the stonewashed denim and and uh, on white denim. And I think mm. they should have just gone white Levi's full Canadian tuxedo and done yeah. like matching shades, of de- like denim all the way down, all in one shade. Maybe even like a denim unitard 
uh, would have been would have been pretty sick. And then a Jaws shirt underneath for, yeah. for Gordy. <laughs> for Gord. That one's for Gord. Okay, Derek, do you want to know how much they cost? Because I looked this up. The what? The actual, like, if we want to Take buy one money. ourselves? Or the if- outfit for you, because they sell them at the Bay Online. Yeah. Um, actually, as much as we're trashing the jackets and the pants, the hats that they're selling are pretty cool and they're on sale, so you should check it out. But to get the denim on denim ensemble is like three hundred and ten dollars because the jackets are one hundred and eighty nine and the white Levi's are one hundred and twenty. So wait, do they have they have the full outfit for sale? Yeah. On uh, on the Bay, the Bay. Yeah, you can buy it all. You could. And the best part is um, affiliate links in the comments. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the picture, (laughs) but they have like a track jacket that makes uh, I don't know what it's made out of, but it looks like in imbe- like looks like pleather or something. Oh, Dale, it's on sale right now. It's down oh, the men's it? the men's Olympic team collection denim jacket is on sale down from $198 to $148. Uh, I'm gonna throw it in the comments on uh, Facebook here. Does it come and, in double uh, XL? Because we should get a set. We should get a set. Or we should make fucking outrage factory denim jackets. Oh oh Oh, oh, Marty, yeah. would you wear an Outrage Factory denim jacket? I'll wear yeah. a Marty Zilstra denim jacket if you wear an Outrage Factory jacket. Do you have do you have T-shirts already? Yeah, you could get them at Redbubble. I, I just did that so I wouldn't have to go to the post office box. It's like you just go to Redbubble and you pick the design and then you order it. And then I, I can't wait to own one. Anything. Yeah, the I can't wait to thing, own one. The best thing is going to be when the Olympics don't happen and all this shit is on uh, thebay.com for like 20% of its normal price. But uh, re- yeah. remember when the Olympics was here and everybody was like, oh man, we should get some Olympics gear. And then, oh yeah. I and then I was like, money on Olympics I'm not going to. And then now <laughs> you look, you somebody's wearing one of the Olympic shirts and you're like, I roll. That's stupid. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> you moron. You just like don't, don't. You don't I even break out my uh, my, can, my Canada gloves from time to time. Uh, Nerd. And, uh, I had. I had... <laughs> all right. That's tough but fair. I don't know any not... Olympics here. I, I'm although I'm I was, I was gonna purchase one of their hats and some. Oh, and the best part is to get to go with the. Uh, denim jacket you could get a short sleeve hoodie with the same like graffiti design uh if you're listening to this audio i'm going to put pictures of this in the video so just go to youtube do a little searchy for outrage factory and all these outfits will be like i'll put the picture in the video so you, can you don't or just google it looking at or these just- Google it. Yeah, Google jackets, it real time. again like the country the other countries are going to think we're so fucking cool just looking at this and they'll probably be like i hope they're in although you said this is closing ceremony not opening ceremony yeah, right dude could you I imagine think- if they played fucking like an edm remix of Corey hart when they were wearing <laughs> these fucking jackets Ooh, we'll be so fucking cool. oh dude dead mouse remix of Corey hart songs yes Jesus yes Christ. somebody co- or marty zilstra He's an excellent there you Canadian go. artist. Marty, you recently had a uh, a song played on uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Is that correct? I sure did. Yeah. True. Cool. Oh, my That's God. That's got to be like. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. Dale, you go ahead. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, Hall and Oates, Dreams Come True. 
You make my dreams come true. Yeah. Right? We're going to get. Do you get that? In. If you get that reference, hopefully you get the reference. I don't you make my dreams come true. That's the gold song for the Leafs. Oh, <laughs> um, I was going to say, if we get to go funny, because I, I was going to say, if we get you this outfit, but I don't want to spend $300 on a joke. If we get you the pants and the jacket and maybe a hat, will you do your next music video wearing them? Yeah. Of course. Oh my god. I mean, and then you sorry, I just gotta shut to... my monitor. The kids are crying. I gotta shut the monitor <laughs> yeah. off. I'm in, monitor I'm in my bedroom. The, the solution isn't soothe the kids. It's <laughs> turn the monitor off. <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. I approve. <laughs> no, no, no. The uh, other management is dealing with it. Management. Just... Oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. I gotta pl- uh, I gotta plug my phone in too. It's gonna die. Okay. Have... Yeah. Well, it's been oh, it died. Oh, all right. Well, cool. bye, Marty. Um, hold on. I'm going to open up the. See you, Marty. Can he just pop back in? Later, Marty. I can't remember this. Uh, here, I'll open up the Facebook chat. <laughs> this is how the sausage is made, everybody. You want a behind the scenes look at what it's like to podcast? Here you go. At least you gave us the, the heads up. Hey, we're probably going to edit this whole part out, right? No. Oh, people love gonna, this stuff. It makes it seem say, like it's more real. I was going to go pee. Oh, um, I mean, we're still live. So, yeah. What do you want to do? Because anyone watching? We started late. Uh, There was. Hold on. Let me. Well, look. it's funny because I was going to say eyeballs right oh, before your girlfriend's watching. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. We're married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, don't tell her I said that. <laughs> um, We. uh. I was going to say right before he popped off, I was just going to ask him what he was angry about and do a regular shtick there and then wrap it up. Uh, but now we've probably got to wait five to 10 minutes for him to plug his phone in uh, unless yeah. he just never bothers coming back. I don't I don't know, because we had trouble getting him on in the first place because he couldn't because if, if anybody's wondering why we started late, it's Marty's fault now that he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, just said that piece uh, he, of shit. He couldn't get in with his computer which happens which is the most annoying part about podcasting is sometimes it just doesn't fucking work like you could hear a couple episodes where my mic sounds like shit and that was not my fault because i didn't realize it was recording off the laptop instead of my headset mic that is the podcast whatever's fault um so what happened was he couldn't get his video working on his laptop so he went to his phone then he couldn't get in with his phone then i had to send him like an invite link instead i don't know it's just it's a riveting riveting story yeah hey people are interested in podcasting i mean there's like i think somebody said there's like 50 million podcasts or whatever something like that there's like more starting every day but i i want to see the number of podcasts that get to episode 167 like we are very few i think most Um, people come to their senses and give up before then Okay, I'm, I'm going to pee. Do a monologue or something. Okay, I'm going to um, <laughs> monologue. Uh, oh, wait. He's back. He's coming back. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait. Okay, How go- about we get him back, and I'll ask him what he's angry about, and then you go pee. Um, okay. Because yeah, if, if I – do should I – or should I tell the story about Sasquatch and the guy at work? What? Oh, there he is. Are you there back? There he is. Wait. Connecting to audio. Oh. <laughs> this is good. This is a good podcast. This, this is the pod that everybody's wants. This is oh. good. Oh, do you think his kids cried so loud they broke his phone? Yeah. 
It was it can, karma for him it can just interfere. turning out the monitor. It can interfere with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like the reverse. Um, Child screams. Like a superpower. Electromagnetic shit. Yeah. yeah. Ta-da. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to guest. How are you? Marty Zilstra. My phone died. <laughs> oh, we noticed. Nice. It was as you were saying, I need to plug my phone in. Yeah, it might die. And then it died. Uh, Derek, if you do you want to go pee or do you want to just Yeah, well I'm gonna ask him first and then I'm gonna go pee while we're discussing. You can edit all this out. But uh I'm Marty, so we're 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 getting close to uh to wrapping it up here, but we always like to ask our guests what is something that you personally are angry about right now, uh either online or offline. Feel free to share with Dale while I go urinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I'm angry at tons of stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, we all are, really. The, the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing I'm, like, I'm angry at, not, like, angry, angry. I'm, like, angry that we haven't figured out in, in the world yet that everything we're trying isn't working. It, like, to fix homelessness, to fix climate change, mm, to fix, yeah. to fix, like, like people don't don't have access to healthcare. I mean, the thing that I'm angriest about these days is healthcare. I just think the Canadian healthcare system is is has so much potential, but it's uh, makes me angry. And I mean, Derek probably would chime in on this. Um, yeah, the fact that doctors' offices use fax machines as an example of just not using technology, what, still We're not using technology that we have. And Canada's slow on that. It's dumb, yeah. dude. Um, I mean, so that makes me, it makes almost, me angry. That's almost what makes Canada charming in some ways is that we're like, it's like we pretend like we're neck and neck with the states and we're right there, but we're kind of like the cousin from a small town who, like, like my mom still has dial up internet and it's 2021. Like, that's what Canada is. is it's like, it's not all Vancouver, Toronto, and whatever cities, you know, Calgary and. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, 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 there's that's, other cities. Yeah, but it's, it's not I, all the big cities. It's what you get represented. Like, there's so much of Canada, which is just shitty and rural and podunk. And I'm sorry if I hurt everybody's feelings, but there are tiny towns in Canada, and that's where a lot of people live. And it's like, yeah, like Marty said, they're using fax machines and shit because they don't have access to, like, enough internet, good internet. So it's all, yeah. It's, it's old technology. We're not. We're not technological. We're not advancing technology to solve some of Canada's problems. I guess, Derek. I'm angry. Most angry about Canadian healthcare, which I mean, you can relate to. I'm sure. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's like, and you have uh, an absolutely valid reason to be. Do we just lose them again? I. Th- yeah, I think so. What's his reason? What? No, I'm no, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, no. he's still here. Uh, Marty, yeah. you can share the story if you want, but like, yeah, I, uh, I, I understand. I was like, I'm a huge proponent of the Canadian healthcare system to an extent. Like, I think having socialized healthcare um, is a necessity for for a lot of people who couldn't get care otherwise. And I don't think like there's got to be a happy medium between the system we have here and like a completely for profit system, but having it solely 
mandated by um, essentially by the government. And it, the way our, our our healthcare system operates is it's basically become an exercise in like, how do we how do we operate in the best interests of saving the healthcare system versus how do we operate in the best interests of the the people that we serve? Because um, you don't want to overwhelm the healthcare system, and that's never been more apparent than like in this fucking pandemic, where uh, a lot of people who have been waiting for uh, completely necessary. Uh, surgeries or procedures or tests or, or things they would need otherwise can't get them because everything's just been put on hold because of the pandemic, which is fair, but it's going to take a long ass time for those people to get the care they need once everything goes back. Yeah. I, I would say that I would, uh, like a thousand percent agree. I think Canadian healthcare was already 10% over overloaded, maybe more, maybe 50% overloaded capacity. And then you throw in, we need 500 beds in every single city for COVID. And now we're seeing why we should have upgraded. Every chart in Canada should be electronic on an iPad. Every doctor's office should be using an online shared booking system where every single treater can access that. We don't have that in Canada. It's all a piece of paper through a fax machine. And yeah. I just recently went through something where I, I phoned my doctor a year ago and said I was having these problems. She ran me through an ultrasound. They found nothing. I did some research online. A year later, I get another scan because my doctor didn't know about it. My doctor did not know about a scan. That doesn't oh, happen weird. anywhere else. That happens they in never, Canada. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't happen in the United States. In the United States, they test everything. They won't let you go until they find out what the problem is. Well, that's because yeah. they make money and, off every test they do. And, I th and by the way, I'm not saying the U.S. has the best system. I just think yeah. that they, they have a great system if you have money. And the middle class has some money in the United States. And yeah. Canada has a large middle class, too. And I think mm. I'm not saying poor people or marginalized people don't deserve health care in any way. I just think that there is an argument for a pay, a pay system. Or a tiered system, yeah. Where your, your private insurance company... If you want to, because you can already do this through your private extended health care. You can get dental care. You know, poor people don't get dental care because they don't have extended health at work. Well, I do. I have extended health, you mm -hmm. know. And so why should I not be able to get one MRI every five years through my extended plan? That's a good point. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm like, so when I. It's illegal right now in Canada. It is. Which is the craziest thing. Like uh, that was something I found out when I was having my spinal issues is that um, I, I thought like, okay, I had hit the end of my rope and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to start a GoFundMe and I'm going to beg for money and I'm going to see if I can get a procedure done or if I can like take out a loan and, and pay it back for this. Um, and so I started emailing some private clinics in the Vancouver area and they were like, they were like, no, the law, the law had just recently passed where they had been allowed to operate until recently. And then now it's just like outright banned. There are no, um, you, it is illegal for them to provide private health services in Canada. Um, and when I was dealing with my back shit, it was like, I went and paid, I was so desperate for like any relief at all. I went and paid $4,000 out of pocket to a chiropractor for some like laser, laser therapy and like spine stretching that did absolutely nothing to help me. Whereas if I was American and I had decent insurance, which I do through my job, 
uh, I could have gone and, and gotten the treatment that I needed right away for my deductible, which would have been like, what, a few few hundred dollars, maybe a grand top. So mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, the system we have now ends up costing people more, either in more, lost wages more. or in quality of life or in like in the alternative treatments they seek, uh, rather than just giving them the option of, of paying for insurance or paying for uh, a, a private provider to, to help them out. Yeah, like what Marty was saying about the dental thing, that's the that's a really good point. It's like I I have extended healthcare through my job too, but I still have to pay like every month for it. Like it's not like my company pays for whoever. So I'm paying like, I don't know, like 80 bucks a month. So on top of that, I should be able, like Derek said, like just pay a deductible. Like if I need, I don't know, surgery or anything, or I want to go outside of the bounds, like I should be able to go pay. But it's like, like I get what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to make it so that it doesn't become like a have, have nots for like treatment and stuff. But it's like, that's only good if people are still getting treatment. Like if you're trying to stop just the rich getting treated and the poor people not getting treated you can't have nobody getting treated so it's fair like it should go the other way where it's like more people all around are getting treated because like there is technically if you're rich you could still get treated you literally leave canada right oh that's true yeah so the one thing like and i totally agree it sounds like we're all on the same page here my my number one thing about public health Healthcare in Canada is the problem is it's public. So a public system is never good at innovating. So mm-hmm. we're never going to be the country that moves healthcare forward. We're never going to move like the efficiencies of the clerical stuff. Like our systems aren't going to be the best and yeah. our, our file management systems are going to be the best and our, our like efficiencies aren't going to be the best, even though they should be, because everybody's on an equal equal platform, right? The, so mm-hmm. without a for-profit element, you can't become a more efficient system. And so I think that's the fatal flaw with Canadian healthcare is that there isn't somebody innovating and making it a more efficient and quicker system and better system. Like if I walk in a hospital, theoretically, I should triage, they scan my card, I get a thing and then I go do an x-ray and then I do a CT scan. I do blood work and then I do this and then I do this. Now that now the doctor has a chart electronically that they can flip through. Okay, what are your symptoms? Here's all the information I need, right? All the scans, every single person sh- should be scanned immediately. Like you can get an ultrasound machine on an iPhone now. Like it's not, it's 2021, you know, you don't need a fax mm-hmm. machine. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, no, private insurance. You should be able to private insurance, buy top up private insurance in Canada and you can. Yeah. Well, and like, so, and whenever you talk about that, um, and if you you start mentioning that, then like Canadians absolutely, like the, the healthcare system in Canada is almost a point of national pride for Canadians, no matter how inefficient and shoddily run it is. It's, it's something that we have that A, differentiates us from the United States. So you start talking about, uh, introducing a, a tiered system or, or private insurance or, or private care and people start trotting out these stories of like people who rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical debt in the United States just doing something like having a kid and those stories they exist absolutely but they aren't they aren't representative of of the bigger picture and they're they're not any more representative of of that system than um, it's then these stories of it is and and you hear and then you see the other side in the states when they talk about introducing 
socialized healthcare, people will talk about how people in Canada are waiting years to have procedures. And like, there, these are extreme examples that people invoke to not have to um, maybe incorporate elements or, or do things differently. But I, I don't think either one is like, there's a whole big fucking world of happy medium between their system and ours. Uh, and I think we need I, to start moving. I gotta forward. say, I, 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 totally, I, totally I gotta cut in and say like, if you don't need surgery, or like an elective procedure, Canada's healthcare is fucking amazing. Like yeah. we could either, any one of us could just go to emergency and be like, I hurt myself, please fix it. And they'll fix it and send you on your but, way. Like, but so like, okay. So forget the elite yeah, in the United States and forget the poor. And there, by the way, those people, I want them to have healthcare too. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't, but a regular Joe, like you and the three of us walk into a hospital in the United States, we have extended health through our work. We walk yeah. into the hospital, we get the same treatment, probably better than somebody in Canada. And yeah. so, yeah, sure, sure. We, it's great that we can go to the hospital anytime we want, theoretically. But in the United States, we would anyway, because we have, we have, we're upper middle That's class a very good point. Canadians. Yeah. We're Caucasian dudes, you know, we're, we already have <laughs> it all. I going to bring that up, but. Like, it, <laughs> I'm not saying have. that I, I want it better, be, I want it better yeah. for me because the people in the United States like me have it better, but. Yeah, I do think that like one thing that I'm talking about is like removing biases. I think using technology, really high tech stuff would remove biases so that uh, the marginalized could move through the system faster, actually. Yeah. Because if if a social worker, an occupational therapist and a doctor and a physiotherapist and a massage therapist and a chiropractor all had access to the same chart same system, immediately, yeah. immediately, how yeah. quick could somebody be treated? Like a, a, think... a clinical counselor and a psychologist and a doctor and a, the specialist and the emergency all had access to the same thing immediately. You would be able to say, well, this lady, for, this indigenous lady who's pregnant, holy cow, her background's crazy, but she's fine. We, we don't, we let's deliver the baby. We don't need to call the police because that happens here. Yeah. Look at your, they look at the girl's face and say, we're calling the police. And that yeah. actually happens in Canada in YVR. And it's, yeah. it's, I think that part of it is technology and communication, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I get like, um, my personal, the worst thing that happened to me medically was uh, like seven years ago. I had, oh, toothache? <laughs> yeah, I had a leg <laughs> infection that turned into like cellulitis, oh. which is like a form of staph. And I ended up having to carry an IV bag and a fanny pack for like 18 days. And, it was fucking traumatic and it was That's like, horrible. yeah, it was like, well, it wasn't traumatic. I don't want to sound like a diva, but it was like, it was very bad, but it was like, I walked into emergency and they treated me and stuff. And it was like, it ended up being like a two month ordeal with the healing process. And then I would like every three days I would have to go to like a clinic. And what Marty was saying about them, not knowing, like not having the graphs and all that stuff is like, it was so bad at that point because every time I went, like they would be like, okay, go to this one. But if that one was closed, like I was in Calgary at the time. So it was like, if I went to um, one of the dressing clinics in one part of town, or sometimes for whatever reason, they'd send me to a different place. And then every time I got there, I'd have to explain what happened because I couldn't just look it up on a chart and be like, Oh, you did this, 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 and this. So here's what this is. They'd be like, okay, when did this happen? And I ended up telling the story like a thousand times. And then one of the things about cellulitis is once you get it once you can get it again, like just like another infection later on. So like three years later, 
when I was in Vancouver, I got another infection in my leg and it was like, like every time I go to the hospital, they'd be like, do you have diabetes? I'd be like, I don't know. Nobody's tested me. And it was like, I got that question all the time, but if they would have had this interconnectivity with the tech, they would have known. And then they tested me and they're like, yeah, you don't, whatever. It's not healing because it's like staff or whatever. So then the second time I had it, I had to walk the doctor through the first time. And then they're like, okay, if this doesn't heal, come back to emergency because they just gave me the pills. They're like, we don't want to do the IV thing because that's like a last ditch effort and it fucking like nukes your body and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then I come back a couple of days later. I'm like, it's not getting better. And then it was a different doctor. So I had to explain what the first doctor said. It's like, I mean, if I wasn't a guy who liked to talk about my own injuries so much and like could remember <laughs> all this stuff, like, God forbid yeah. I had English as a second language and I couldn't remember everything Bias. the first doctor had said. And then, cause it was yeah. like, I would basically be like, all right, here's the fucking novel of what happened with my leg. And then there's like points where I had to like, couldn't like one doctor said, we don't really want to have an IV or whatever. And then another doctor, cause I was in the emergency. I don't know why two doctors came to talk to me. And the one guy's like, what's going on? And I explained to him and I told him what the first doctor said. And I was like, but I feel like since I've had cellulitis before that maybe I should just get on the IV. And then he's like, the second doctor's like, all right, we'll put you on IV. And then they give it to me. And the first doctor walks by again and he's pissed. He's like, I said, we weren't going to do this. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, I shouldn't have to be an advocate advocating for, for yourself. Of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking not. <laughs> like I shouldn't have to convince them be like, yo, since this hat, like they should look at a chart and be like, Oh fuck. You had an IV in a fanny pack for 18 days. This is fucking serious. Let's uh, just fucking nuke your system. No, it's, it's true. I think everything you just proved my point and I'll yeah. find Dr. Bunny Henry tomorrow. Perfect. I mean, it's easy. Just buy some iPads. How much could yeah. it cost? <laughs> yeah. The fucking every time I go get a new cell phone, they want to give me a p fucking iPad. They're like, yeah, so, hey. just get on the family plan. plan. I, I went to <laughs> all the hospitals. So I was, I was, I had this test last week and I was waiting for my results. So I phoned the doctor's office and I did it like some Googling and I went, like, I, I looked up the hospital and uh, anyway, a bit of research. I found out there's like this new system called my chart. So, mm -hmm. And it's, it's going to be in the Fraser Valley. It's a, a thing you can like look up your chart. It's an and, app that doesn't work. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. So I phone up imaging at the hospital and say, mm -hmm. hey, um, did you send my thing to the doctor? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, should be there in the next day or two. And then I said, by the way, there's this thing you could sign up for ca called my chart. It's, I'm supposed to talk to you and you're supposed to give me a form. The lady's like, yeah, it's t I, I don't know. We haven't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, yes, I know it exists, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Jesus. Yeah. Like on the website it training. says talk on the website it says talk to the talk, image talk and they'll give you and they'll give you the information so you can sign up because you need a pin and then you can log in using your whatever mm -hmm. that, that she didn't know and she's like nobody here knows sorry oh but, that's the worst yeah and once it gets going i'm sure it'll be great but it's yeah. just a cl classic example of a public system right yeah like, I don't think the tax department in Canada is famous for being efficient. And quick. <laughs> well, ne neither is public health care, right? So, yeah. Anyway, we should go. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah it's been good. a pleasure, Marty. Thanks for uh, for joining us and giving up your uh, COVID Friday night to, to hang out, yeah. share your, your opinions. Party on. Um, Thanks for the three eyeballs that were watching this whole time. 
Marty, if you if people want to check out your music uh, you, or whatever the fuck you want to promote, feel free to plug it now. No, I've got a record on the internet, so you can go on Spotify and check it out. It's really fun dad rock record. Sounds like the Beatles, if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> and it was played on Hockey Night in Canada, which is cool. And um, and also all over college radio across Canada. I found out I was played in at McMaster University on uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, damn. Cool. Bougie. Yeah, no, yeah. Nationwide. Nationwide. No, I've been <laughs> played in Windsor, Saskatoon, Regina. I'm just waiting to get played in Vancouver. Yeah. I'm going yeah, to tough, look up tough my favorite song. Sweet California. That's yes, that's the one you song. like. And yeah. I listened to it the other day and I thought of you because I, I haven't listened. You don't, oh, when you're shit. an artist, you don't listen to your stuff yeah. like, ever. Mm-hmm. So I was, I put it on because I wanted to, writing, I'm recording a new album actually, a follow up. Because if you can't tour or play gigs, what do you do? You, yeah, you record just record. One. Um, you make but, podcasts. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I thought of you. I'm like, yeah, this is the one Dale likes and I like it too. I like it nice. a lot. It sounds good. No, I'm really happy with the record and I hope people get a chance to check it out. That's you should be. If you're listening to this, go check it out. Uh, also, if you're listening to this and you like the podcast, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you if, don't like it, don't re- review. Yeah, if you don't like it, keep your fucking shitty opinions <laughs> to yourself, you dickhead. I think uh, we've only ever gotten one scathing review and they said my voice was annoying and I say like too much and I was like well there's nothing I could do about that so thanks for commenting <laughs> thanks, thanks for your useless advice yeah. I mean, um, I try to do an English accent to change the sound of my voice but I just keep getting shit on so I won't uh, <laughs> one yeah. person I can't remember your name on YouTube fuck you one person on YouTube <laughs> uh yeah, and I guess it tune in tune in next Sunday when we'll be back with uh Jeremy former, Baker, former guest on the pod, Jeremy Baker. Uh, Jeremy Baker, good dude. Yeah, Jeremy Baker. Awesome. Yeah, he's he's fun. Uh another, another be Canucks fan. At yeah. 4 p.m. Are you guys gonna get uh what's that guy? Mr. Booth was Booth Seven or what do you know that Twitter guy? Yeah, the Canucks guy. I love he's, him. He's hilarious. He's a, I, he's I the would best. love to get him on. <laughs> I'll I'll yeah. reach out. I'll be like, hey, you want to come on our podcast? I don't know. He's he's kind of a he's one Mysterious. of those secret identity guys, right? Like he doesn't. Oh. Nobody knows who he really is. Oh my god, maybe we could do a video reveal. That would be fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to do it on our podcast. There's probably ones out there. With well, maybe name recognition. Maybe he'll be like, not enough people watch this, so I could still be like semi secret. <laughs> yeah, who All did right. he, he who did he piss off? He pissed somebody off recently. It was probably. awesome. Everyone was it JT Miller? <laughs> oh, okay, guys. All right, I gotta go put my kid to bed. It's been a slice, right. Jeff. I gotta go play video Thanks, games because I don't have Peace a family. All right, until Later. next week. Rock on. Bye, Bye. everybody. Stay angry.